0: get it now it's time to sit and relax get your mind blown away ain't no skipping this track have you paid more attention no listening gap get everything i ever wanted no giving it back Yeah. Ooh. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. what's up everybody welcome to the apron bump podcast i'm your host as always the hardest part of the ring some also know me as kyle how is everybody doing today? Who's ready to bash? Hope you got your water wingies. Hope you got your sunscreen. Hope you got your, your your fountain drinks, your D batteries, your popcorn, whatever you want to throw at Hulk Hogan. Hope you got that as well because we got bash at the beach 1996. Hoo- doggy whoa look i've been um i've been i've been trekking along this timeline for uh, i don't know probably over 3 years at this point started at wrestlemania 10 spring stampede 1994 i've worked my way through 94 through 95 through the first half of 1996 all in anticipation of this show, this legendary show on July 7th, 1996. Of course, I mean, there's a lot happening on this show. There's title changes. There's arguably the greatest opening match in pay-per-view history. We got things hanging from poles. We got... Lord of the Rings at stake. We got taped fist matches. We got dog collars. We got sand. We got rubber sharks. But everybody knows this show. For one thing and one thing only. One of the most legendary moments in pro wrestling history. Something that would change the landscape of wrestling for years to come. To this day, really. You guessed it. Joe Gomez... Versus Steve Mongo McMichael. The desperado Joe Gomez making his pay-per-view debut against the newest member of the Four Horsemen, Mongo McMichael. It's um, It's really just a microcosm of where society was and still is. You know, you got one guy who's wearing shitty black tights and has greasy long hair versus another guy with shitty black tights and greasy long hair uh not really great tans between the two it's like um it's like what people thought was jacked in like the 40s right like they got that kind of build but both of them do it's really kind of a clash of uh it's it's the immovable force versus the immovable object it's really it was just an explosion of emotion and I can't wait to talk about it, but oh yeah. Then Hulk Hogan, I think turned heel or something on the show and uh, established the NWO, which you know may or may not have gone on to have an effect on the company and wrestling as a whole, but I don't know. We'll just, we'll, we'll wait and see, you know, we'll keep along this timeline and we'll see where, where that goes. But um, yeah, so there's some stuff to talk about <laughs> on this show, I would think. And who better to talk about it with? Then with uh, a guy who a fellow who has become uh, the go to WCW guest, Tim King from the Tim King show and from the Fanatics Network, the Fanatics Network, you can find anything. I mean, they talk wrestling. They talk sports. They talk Broadway. They talk about the deforestation of South Asian countries and its, its economical and social effect. On The Human Race. They talk about it all. You want to hear some entertaining guys and gals talking about all that stuff. Go check out the Fanatics Network. All that stuff is in the description below. And check out Tim King. He talks football. He talks baseball. He talks pickleball, wrestling, all the things you like. And just a sweet, sweet boy with very pinchable cheeks. So follow Tim, follow the fanatics network. And Hey, while you're at it, while you're just following people willy nilly, how about you go ahead and follow your boy? How about you go ahead and follow the hardest part of the ring at apron bump on all the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. Um, yeah, I think that about covers it. Again, all this info is in the description below, but check her out. Check out the YouTube. Check out the audio. Check out the grinder. Check out the Omega. You know, all of the things. Uh, subscribe, like, rate, review, all that shit. Hey! If you like this type of stuff, you like 1990s wrestling, you like the Monday Night Wars, you like you know, the, all the tomfoolery and all the interwebbing shit between WWF, WCW, ECW. Hey, we cover that all on The Apron Bump. Go to apronbump.com. And you can go to the Episodes tab at the top, and you can select any promotion, any era you'd like to hear me talk about in chronological order. And you can select Wrestling Wars of the 90s, and that'll bring you to all of the WWF, ECW, and WCW events in order for all of those companies. And there's a lot of, again, a lot of people jumping back and forth, and we're going to be entering a time period here in, in the in the immediate where it's going to be a lot of shots back and forth. So it's a good old time, good old time talking about it. And yeah, do that. Speaking of wrestling wars of the nineties, make sure you stick around to the end of the podcast where we will not only grade this show, but we'll see how WCW is comparing to WWF and ECW as the hardest promotion battle of 1996 continues where the winner at the end of the year will get a belt purchased by me so whichever company wins i'll buy a belt of this era from that company well not let's it's all wwe but you know what i mean maybe i'll hang it behind me maybe i'll wear it around my waist during the podcast maybe i will just be naked and wear nothing but the belt who knows but do that stick around to the end because i think we're gonna have a lot to talk about uh (laughs) after this show's over so I'm done babbling, let's get to the show, WCW, Bash at the Beach, 1996, with myself and Tim King, from the Tim King Show, and from the Fanatics Network. Oh shit, hold on, I can't hear you, oh fuck, suck me off, hold on, here we go, can you, can you, can you hear me, there you go. All oh, my settings are jacked up now, I'm in a new browser, oh, oh, there he is. Are you good? Can Howdy, you partner. We're all good. Yeah, everything's fine. There everything's fine. How go. do I sound? How do I sound? Is this the right mic? It's not coming from my camera. You sound great. You look great. You oh. look great. Let's have sex. Your, sh- Your shirt <laughs> is it all, bro. Chubbies? I- yeah, just saying what I am, you know?
0: No, nah, you got me going a
1: little bit. Uh, uh, well, just chubbing go. you up, you know? Yeah. got
0: to do it for look a little WCW. You. You got, at you. You, you got the sleeves out, like it's know, winter, I, but you're like, I, "Fuck it!" I took them out for you. Yep, uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, I took them out for you, bro, just for you. Do you have hairy shoulders? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah, I guess it's like not not patchy though, just kind of like right. adequately there. Um, just kind of like flows with the rest of it. No, I mean yeah. it's it's fine. I just I I have no hair on my shoulders, and I didn't know if that
1: was like a abnormality or I am Asian though. I'm pretty hairless. In yeah most places.
0: Where, i think the last time we talked ironically Did we <laughs> got, i think um i think the last time we talked i think we talked about another one of your body parts that doesn't have hair i think
1: it was your legs maybe yeah legs yeah, yeah probably yeah. We talk, talking thighs probably and it's probably you, you do have
0: beautiful beautiful thighs oh so. please God. please your You're legs I like when that troll on Twitter said something about your, your face and, you know, how dare you <laughs> say something like sweet old Tony Khan and not show your face. How dare you I? You And I like how you put that sexy picture of you. And my like, oh, thighs and, it, but but my, I already
1: had my face in my profile picture, but I just, I, I, I threw all the gabs at them. Just stick it to them, you know? Mm. Mm.
0: Yeah. God,
1: got me going a little bit. Respectfully, some, some may say me. maybe I dropped the leg on that guy, <laughs> but speak-
0: <laughs> three times? It three times? It. was it three times it was a lot there was a lot he of was, legs three times yeah savage was dead he couldn't he was dead i mean i don't
1: know if you can kill somebody with leg drops but he goddamn hulk hogan tried
0: bro this man could not i mean sting was literally like dragging that man's carcass <laughs> like, damn this is is the most selling i've ever seen like from a leg drop it was wild. dude man. i
1: i didn't know where sting was for a long time I, he just died at some point and he was gone yeah
0: Sting died, Luger died. Yeah, Luger Ooh. died right off the bat. Ooh. Jeez, the third man. What? And Luger never came back, which made it very interesting.
1: I that, feel. I feel like if I was watching live, I would have been like, "Yeah, Luger's definitely the third man."
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or like in at our age now, watching it, oh, like, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah it's it, it's Luger. Yeah. There's there's no doubt it's Luger. But he oh, wasn't. So he's just a pussy. Is that the story? <laughs> Nothing what, happened what, to him legs like why is he just out for the match like he's just gone stretchered out from a stinger splash that's your story
1: all that muscle for no reason man
0: i guess i'm nitpicking now i guess i'm just nitpicking
1: nitpicking nitpicking it's all it's all gucci man but I enjoyed, um, the, I
0: enjoyed that part of the match you know it was a good match it
1: was it was an interesting show man it was fun fact this show is the fourth highest rated wcw pay-per-view of all time which i couldn't believe I mean, I guess really? maybe in hindsight, I don't, know, I don't know, like when people vote or when cage match became a thing. But, yeah, I mean, it was a pretty, I mean, from top to bottom, I mean, we've covered a lot of shitty WCG, <laughs> WCW
0: shows. And, I mean, I don't know. Do you think this is the best one that we've covered so far? Yes. Uh, this is not a childhood runer. It was It was fun. Go. Dude, Rey Mysterio and Psychosis Ooh. threw down bro yeah. That was i was watching it and my wife was there and i was like all we see nowadays is flippity-flop bullshit like that's every right. match everybody's flippity-flapping but this this right here in 1996 this wasn't a thing so watching it back then was crazy re-watching it now mm-hmm. just knowing that that wasn't a thing i think you might have made it more crazy like that match was just Highly enjoyable psychosis going for the razor's edge or the sunset, whatever he calls it. Uh, splash mountain. Splash mountain yeah. off the top rope with Rey Mysterio uh reversing it into the Hurricane Rana or the Steiner. Uh what was it the Frankensteiner? Was it Frankensteiner, that's what he called it three times. And then yeah. on the last one, today broke out the Hurricane Rana a, <laughs> It
1: was a Frankensteiner-like move out there (laughs) fucking mic today trying to dumb it down for us wcw folk
0: i'm not gonna go too far into it because then we're gonna talk about it but during that match they said that scott steiner was ray mysterio's idol growing up (laughs) that's so funny (laughs) like i guess what ray's
1: i think he's like 20 or 21 here but he's been wrestling for like seven years probably
0: Mm -hmm. i don't know when did scott steiner start wrestling i feel like steiner was in the early 90s he i think he was in wcw in like the 80 88 maybe yeah because ray was wrestling in like the 80s i think yeah Uh, i don't know that was and it's all because he does the fucking hurricane (laughs) ron (laughs) is his his idol growing up i was like what
1: Uh, yeah because he started scott steiner started in 86 so i don't know maybe i mean i'm not gonna call ray mysterio a liar but uh maybe he just stole the frankensteiner <laughs> so yeah he's my inspiration
0: right right
1: yeah no shit but no that film. was cool
0: yeah. we had a bunch of different random matches throughout the show a tape yeah. fist match that didn't involve tape we had john tenta having to climb for a sock full of yeah. silver that involved nickel. more tape than the tape match Sure as fuck. Dude. You a, <laughs> lot of, a lot of low blows, dude. If you like ball touching, Ooh. there was a lot of ball touching, ball yeah. kicking woman. Oh, my God. I, I don't think she I loves the scrotum that. kick. Loves it. She does. She was a smoke show, dude. I don't know that I realize how big of a smoke show she was, but fuck, man. Her or, you know, or her Liz. I was just going to say, as a kid, I always looked at Elizabeth like, oh, my God, she's so hot watching it back oh woman all day like yeah. watching her foot with gene and i'm just like oh, oh man get a little pretty dripping down your leg <laughs> yeah right <laughs> so did gene so did gene so yeah. i mean that was enjoyable that promo was enjoyable talking about yeah. going back cross three partying at the hotel with all the women and with oh, women. oh
1: gene yeah. fucks i mean that's yeah. there's no there's oh, no yeah. working on that yeah that's yeah. gene fucks he's, he's great he's great
0: You had all of Hogan's boys doing things there. You had Tenta and Bossman, the Nasty Mm -hmm. Boys. Ho! I mean, you had the whole fucking crew doing their thing, getting paid. You know, I, bro, I enjoyed the fucking show. I I really did. did. It was a good
1: show. Even Glenn Gilberti showed out for the Cruiserweight Championship. Well, kind of, but his tights were awful. But we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um. So you were I think we've talked about this. You were you were watching at the time, right? WCW. Oh, yeah. You, uh, oh, yeah. Did you because I mean, this third man stuff, I mean, I was so I watched all the nitros leading up to this thing, man. And it was it was hype. Like, even in hindsight, I was like, man, there was like a, a buzz in the air. And apparently, like before the show, the hotline did like re- record numbers. Uh, naturally, do you remember calling the hotline at all during this time?
0: Oh, I, never right. I never called the hotline. It. I got the magazines. I love going to the grocery store with my mom, yeah, yeah. walking the aisles, getting the magazines. But I never called the hotline. Damn. Missed opportunity. They should bring that back, I think. There's no way that would end badly. <laughs> no. No. They, <laughs> no. I think they kind of do with like the bump in, in Twitter messages, but those are probably fair. I guess Twitter's kind of like that. Yeah. But it's not as right. fun. You, you, you lose a lot of the charm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, going to call Mean Gene and get the buzz. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, speaking of buzz, we got a couple of bumblebees in this opening match. You brought it up. Psychosis versus Ray Mysterio Jr. Uh, so I actually just that these guys had, I think, a couple matches in ECW. I rewatched one of them uh, earlier today, actually, to kind of see if there's like a difference. The ECW, well, I mean, it's ECW, so there was like obviously like, chairs and they were diving into the crowd, like all that shit. But um, this one was, was a little more grounded than that one. It was still a great match. I mean, psychosis is, is the bigger of the two. So he, a lot of this matches was like submissions, which is also like a Lucha Libre thing. Like people don't think submissions as Lucha, but it is so. But I mean, the Cruiserweight division is just getting established at this point. But by golly,
0: if you want two guys to establish it, you, these are your two boys right here. What you would you think of this one? Fucking fire, man! I was sitting here, I was working, I put the show on, and I just, I stopped working, man. I just, oh yeah, all into this. Shit. I couldn't take my eyes off of it, and I was like, yo, I was like talking to my wife, I'm like, watch this shit, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, you know, I was like, God, it's so good, it was so good. But Wallace, the match was great. Bobby Heenan, Dusty Rhodes, <laughs> and Mike Tenay were just. Fantastic. Mike Sineg's great. greaters always doing his yeah, thing, yeah. calling out the moves and whatnot. But when Sanae calls out the move, you know Dusty and Heenan are like, what are you talking How about? How do you Boy, know all these moves, baby? Guillotine I, leg drop? What the hell are you saying? That's right, Daddy. That but <laughs> in the midst of it, Heenan's just dropping one-liners throughout the course of the match. Dude, Heenan was on fire all night. <laughs> so good. So good. This was like just Vintage Bobby Heenan, yes. like when you think about good Bobby Heenan, this was great Bobby Heenan. And when he says psychosis, his hair looked like peg bundy is a popping. Mean, it was the one liner that kind of uh, is that all in the family? Uh, married with children is
1: that children. is that uh Al Bundy? No, yes, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. I kind of knew the
0: reference, I chuckled yeah. at it. It was good. It was good. I was like, oh, that's good. That's good. It's like it's like a bee's nest or whatever. So, yeah. you know it was But the match was fucking fire as we talked about. I already forgot the name of the move. But the, the attempt from Psychosis on the Racer's Edro off the top rope mm. in the reverse oh, of the Hurricane Rana was just <laughs> prime time shit, dude. You never would have seen shit like that back in the day, so I loved it. Dude, that was it that's terrifying to watch. The uh the
1: splooge mountain or whatever the hell it was called. The power yeah, bomb into the Ron, but Ray just snaps it off like almost Almost kills himself every time he does something like that, but uh, never does, which is incredible. But yeah, I mean, Rana's all over the place. I mean, Ray's jumping off the apron. Uh, He jumps off the top rope onto the apron, like throwing psychosis off the apron. Psychosis does this one dive like right out the gate that almost kills himself. I mean, he goes head first into the fucking barricade. Uh, Heenan's concerned. He says that he might have bent a horn (laughs) 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 he just slides him in there he's so great <laughs> um but yeah i mean it's just a high i mean you're not, you're not going to see any other match like this in wcw or wwf at the time so i mean it was revolution i mean with with 2023 eyes it's good but with 1996 eyes i mean this just makes your head explode i would assume if you're watching this at the time so Good stuff, man. Good stuff. And uh, onward and upward for both these gentlemen, I would say. Um, But after that, we're back to Mean Gene, as we often do during these shows. And Conan is there with him. Obviously, uh, a good buddy of Ray. I believe uh, Conan inducted Ray into the Hall of Fame, didn't he?
0: Oh, he sure did. He went on and on and on. But it was good. But he went on. (laughs)
1: <laughs> subdued conan is so funny to watch because you you expect the orderly glingo loco like all that shit but he's just well he Rey mysterio went out there and had a great old technical match you know and then he has the stupid fucking colors and the the tassels i mean we me and you have covered a lot of conan's matches he's been champion for like 160 days or something like that i, th- I looked it up earlier I think is is it's the longest US title run of the Monday Night Wars, which is a fun little fact. Wow. Given really? how often they do title changes like later on. I guess it's not too surprising, but still it's a fun little stat if you're uh if you're ever in a trivia situation. Um but Conan has a little interview, but that transitions us into the Carson City silver dollar match <laughs> on a poll. <laughs> Judy Bagwell, John Tenta. Duty. Versus his big but he's not a fish, he's a man. John Tenta versus Big Bubba. Man, where do we even begin? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why is this pole so tall, Tim? <laughs> Why? Why is this a fucking thing in the first place? Like oh uh, I- bu- hey, Bubba, Bubba,
1: hey, Bubba's like a silver dollar guy. You look at him. Look <laughs> at the leather.
0: You know, that's look. a guy that pays with silver dollars. Well get his did he pay with fucking for his hat and silver dollars did you see that thing he was wearing when he came out dude well how like would a- you how would you describe
1: big bubba's aesthetic <laughs> i may have asked you this before but I, I want i want your uh i want your thoughts first of all
0: i thought he was in in remarkable shape for this match i really did i thought he was like yeah sure. in great physical shape <laughs> however his like black leather hat was just really odd I didn't get that the black leather chaps mm. I don't I don't, get, I don't know what he's going for right there but the ironically the match itself wasn't bad um you yeah. know it was just a you know punches and every time tenta would get offensive in Bubba would low blow him or do some stupid dirty shit um but John Tenta. Not a, not a shark, not a fish, not an earthquake, not an avalanche. I think mm. they said I mean, <laughs> I'm in um, he is now a human, but he's a weird looking human because he's got this, this this fucking mustache and then he's got his head half shaved into like a mullet. And then I'm presuming that Bubba is the one who who cut his hair like that as he did during the match. Very embarrassing, so. you see. Yeah. But
1: John Tenta kept it like that. Because he wants to look in the mirror every morning and remember who did this to him, so that when he gets revenge, it's it's
0: yi I don't know. I, he okay. walks around like this. Oh no! But it's a rough. It's a real rough look. I was like, damn, quake. That's that's not your finest hour, right there, bro. Go put I the mean, mask on you're about to put on or something. Like, is
1: I'm sure quake. there's hipsters
0: walking around nowadays with half heads and half half beards. <laughs> so. You can find someone who looks like anything now. No. <laughs> yeah, There's I think no, no doubt. You
1: know what's great? I think John Tenth is like twenty five here, if I remember correctly. <laughs> no, not,
0: not twenty five, but he's like probably thirty. He's only got to be like probably thirty five. Yeah, I don't know. He went from like prime to dead so fast. It's like <laughs> so crazy, dude. Like I don't understand. He's like the Humaga of uh, back in the day. Like yeah. you know how they like used to like build these guys up. And then feed him to Hogan. That's like what the same right. shit they did with Cena. Um, and then when he came to WCW, it was the same shit. He got that quick initial main event thrust and then mm-hmm. just character fucking dead. And then another character dead. And then, you know. Yeah, it's. I don't know, man. He's he's, 30, he's 33, by the way.
1: So we, Fuck we were. Fuck off, yeah. dude. Yeah. 33.
0: 33 going on 60. <laughs> fuck quake was so good for a big man too i don't know now nah, i'm not gonna go on an earthquake fucking tangent I'm right fuck here. him give him the avalanche but, but I, I i thought quake was always a very underrated big man very skilled too um for his size yeah. loves the natural disasters but i digress Jimmy Hart, the way he climbed the pole was very impressive. I don't know how you felt about that. That's
1: but. not the first time Jimmy Hart's worked a pole. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Come on now. We're having fun. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, Brother. Um, I mean, it makes sense when he's with Big Bubba, who looks like his chaps should be
0: assless. I mean, <laughs> that, I think they'll just complete the look. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, he kind of looks like that little meme. Yeah. Or not meme, but there's like a little uh, like a sticker. Oh, um, we got like a, the hat and like the leather pants. It's kind of how bubble. Why, why is the Why
1: is this like on your quick use, like your 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 <laughs> often used stickers?
0: <laughs> Not often used. No. OK, no, you really know that one. Um, um, no more questions I, on that. Well, if you type in assless chaps into your iPhone, then that'll pop up. I can't you know, remember the stickers. last time I had to do that, but. <laughs> i'm just kidding you can't there's not a sticker for an assless chap i bet there is call in if you know you should make one with my own ass
1: (laughs) (laughs) that would get a lot of money right there (laughs) nice and hairless but speaking of hairless these two are not hairless um Mm -hmm. but yes there's a, a, a sack a sock i believe of silver dollars attached Mm -hmm. to a top of a pole which i would say is at least 20 feet above the top turnbuckle (laughs) i don't know where they got this pole maybe they forgot to get a pole and they're like shit uh grab one of the beams from the ring and just toss her up there um but that's so you could grab it and use it as a weapon theoretically but none of these big bastards are going to do it um but before we can get to that part well first of all commentary is like oh they should bend the pole and bring it down which i thought sounded ridiculous but then john tenta would kind of try to do that after so bubba tapes tenta like one of his wrists to the rope with athletic tape just one hand and then bubba gets out like what i guess is supposed to be scissors to cut his ha- the rest of his hair but if you look closely they're fucking athletic tape cutters like they're meant to cut the the, the tape that is around his wrist Don't know why I didn't just use scissors because it really came back to bite him. When uh, Tenta gets out of it with a low blow, grabs these athletic tape cutters and cuts the tape off his wrist and uh, tries to cut the pole down with it. What do you think
0: of that strategy? The commentary team was behind it, which is why I was very (laughs) confused by it. (laughs) Like, yeah, all you got to do is cut it in those three spots and... The pole will magically fall down I'm just like, all right, guys, whatever, whatever you're going to say. No
1: concern for where the pole is going to fall might kill a little Mexican child in the crowd. Who knows? Right. But uh, luckily, Bubba stops this and um, hits him with a spine buster, which is pretty impressive. And then uh, tells Jimmy Hart to climb the pole. And Jimmy shashays up this pole with ease as if he was a greased monkey. Grabs this sock of silver dollars, <laughs> slides down. He sees John Tenta is, is up. Tenta smashed Bubba with something, so Tenta's up and Jimmy Hart sees it. Just the comedy of Jimmy Hart sliding down slowly, has nowhere to go. Uh, and then Tenta grabs the sock of silver dollars, hits Bubba in the head with it, and gets the pin. So, but like you said, I, I did not hate this. It was silly, but
0: I was entertained by it. Yeah, it was it was different. It was from that awesome, incredible, fast paced fast start yeah, to yeah. this goofy shit. But it's cool, man. It's a wrestling show. You always you want different stuff throughout the show. So you know, right. You know,
1: well, we good. We move on from that to uh, a if if a promo was cocaine, I would say this next one pretty much personifies that. We got Mean Gene backstage with Sting, Lex Luger, and Macho Man. <laughs> All these gentlemen have their faces paint. But by the way, I was watching this with my wife, and she's like vaguely familiar of this era. But she's watching this, and she's like, "Who's that?" And I was like, "It's Sting." And then she like went through each person. I was like, "Yeah, it's who they are." And she's like, "So you're sure none of these people are Ultimate Warrior?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure." <laughs> but I could see the confusion because they all have the similar paint, and it's the whole thing. Younger, um, yeah. I don't know. Mach- macho Man cutting promos with his back to the camera will never not make me laugh. He's just out of his mind, but <laughs> classic WCW stuff. That's that's what you want when you buy the pay per view,
0: you know. So God, those three guys and they they been, had been like feuding a little bit, Luger and Savage, and they had teamed up. They had the War Games yeah. for a little bit. So I mean, these three guys had a lot of history. That promo Savage was geeked though, just geek. <laughs> and then you got Wex just. Yeah, you know, uh, we're gonna go out there and we're gonna get him and just, just fucking. All you gotta just. do, man. He just
1: he stays here. Just let, show those <laughs> forearm veins, flex those pecs. That's all you need, Lex. I love Lex. Oh man, he's a treasure. I'm, I'm stuck. Star- I, I did not like Lex Luger when I started like going throughout through these shows, but he's grown on me. I don't know what it is. He's just, uh, he's a likable fella. I think he is. He really is. Love his package. The total package that is. Um, but. Boy, howdy. We go from that to a Lord of the Ring taped fist match. Diamond Dallas Page versus Hacksaw Jim Duggan. So so this is Duggan's thing. I'm sure you know Duggan's thing is he'll like has the tape with him, He wraps it around his fist and punches people, knocks them out. Uh, The logic of it is beyond me, but whatever it works for Duggan. And now but now they're both taped fists so now it's theoretically even but uh DDP cuts Duggan's tape off with what looks to be scissors I don't know why uh Bubba didn't use those but uh, I digress the uh the utility, uh, yeah whatever but um I don't know what do you think of this one I have a lot I've have, I've have no thoughts and also a lot of thoughts on this
0: one I would say this was the worst match of the night if it wasn't for Mongo McMichael and Joe Gomez there you go thank you uh Hacksaw, I love. I love DDP. Do you love Wild? Hacksaw? I do. Oh, I do love my guy. Fuck off. I, he's some sort of uh just an average guy, but God, he is hot with the crowd. I've been put in my notes, fuck hacksaws over, dude. I mean, <laughs> I guess it's is. just dumb idiots like me who just want to scream ho oh, at the top of their lungs I and USA at the time. I mean, come on. USA. USA. You say you. You know, what? that's a good point. Yeah. Actually, I fucking love Hacksaw. Not, <laughs> Goddamn right. I love Hacksaw, dude. Um, But another one of Hogan's boys getting a match on the mm. pay-per-view. And uh, but DDP picks up the win as he should. Hacksaw never wins. I guess he wins the U.S. title at some point. Had he already been the U.S. champion? Yeah, he,
1: he beat Stone Cold Steve Austin in like 20
0: seconds and sent him that's on true. his way. <laughs> Yikes, <laughs> i think yikes. i think that was for the u.s title yikes, so. no good yeah okay yeah i mean that's just what is there for and be there get the crowd hyped and uh take the l but the match was goofy as fuck just why yeah. are, you, are you having the taped fist match for a ring i don't you have two stipulations i don't, I don't, I don't know i thought you're saying because you can't wear a ring with taped oh. fists Oh like, see, that would have been a lot that, that would have been a lot smarter. But my, I don't know if it would've. would've. Not, I think uh maybe, maybe a little bit. I mean you could you could say like an extreme rules match for a world title, two simulations for for the match, but I don't know, a tape fist match for a fucking ring is kind of goofy.
1: Yeah, I suppose. Maybe uh a, a glove on a glove, some may say, but um yeah, I mean the match DDP looked good in this one. I mean, we're still very early on in his run. I mean, stole the got the colorful tights and all the fucking fur vests and bullshit, but he's out there bumping his ass off, man. I mean, he's he's bumping like Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam 2005. I mean, he's just bouncing all over the place, making Duggan looking look like a beast. But uh, gets the cheeky win as you know they're fighting on the outside. Duggan tries to get in the ring, but DDP kicks the middle rope into the nards of old Jim Duggan. And then the diamond cutter, which is already a super over move at this point. And it uh, gives old Dally the win. So he keeps his ring, which I don't know if he ever actually cashes it in for a world title shot. But it's a nice piece of jewelry, I guess. huh? Is that what that was
0: for? For a world title shot?
1: Yeah, man. He won the battle bowl at uh, whatever the fuck. Slamboree. And uh, theoretically, Originally, it was going to be for a world title shot at Great American Bash, which was the pay-per-view after it. But then they yeah, were like, the ah, never show. mind. What's that? Hey, I guess the big show. And uh, but that's, that never happened. And people who have watched WCW before say that they don't remember him ever actually <laughs> cashing it in. But I don't know. It's something, something to fight for, I guess, in theory. I guess. I guess. Eh, it'll all work out. Oh, so- that's. Yeah, it's actually, I didn't think of it that way. But that's actually a really good point. Um, it's crazy that Kevin Sullivan and the giant are the same species. Thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> like, one of them next to each other backstage. Like, what the fuck is this, dude?
0: Yo, bro, I think I wrote something down wrong along the lines of it's just, I guess I don't need to go back because it's here, but Kevin Sullivan is just bad. He is so <laughs> bad. Just. Yeah. So, like, what he's just like a little pug out there who's fucking growling at people, and he's not tough, and mm. he just got this bulky, strong little body, but you know he's not going to be able to bite you, and just awful. No. Oh, he just sucks, dude. Yeah,
1: Everything about him sucks. I've never met anybody that enjoys Kevin Sullivan, but he's here. He's on the booking committee, I think, at this point, or whatever the hell, or. I don't know if that's at this point, or if it's later, but he's he's around and he's not wrestling as much nowadays. Uh, there was a, a stretch where he was in a singles match on every goddamn show. But now he's in a tag team match later, which isn't. He's, he's, it's involving the world title, so it's still shitty, but I don't know. But yeah, it's Kevin Sullivan, even when he talks, it's like, OK, you look like a goober. But maybe you can talk your way into me being afraid of you. But he's just, let me tell you, Benoit. It, like, whatever that fucking accent is. Like, suck the my the Boston body.
0: accent. He's oh. got the
1: Boston thing going on. Yeah, khakis in my khakis. Yeah, that guy. Well, at least he's got the giant behind him. The world champion. Even though it doesn't really uh, feel like it. But I guess we'll <laughs> touch more on that later. And then it cuts to Arn Anderson and Chris Benoit on the uh in the rampway and they cut a promo because later on it's going to be Arn and Benoit versus Sullivan and the Giant and if one of the horsemen win and they get a title shot so they're explaining that and their intentions and i mean i don't know if it's just me but in hindsight whenever i listen to chris benoit cut a promo i'm like yeah that's a murderer <laughs> like,
0: like yeah we should have known <laughs> No, way. I didn't I didn't quite feel that way. However, I did look at Arn Anderson and go, how the fuck am I supposed to think you're an enforcer? You got these goofy-ass grandpa glasses on. How you're fucking in dare in you, underwear. first of all. Like, what are you doing? Take those fucking glasses off. Put some fucking pants on until you get to the ring. Get the fuck out I'm of here. I'm sorry
1: dude. we're not all blessed with 2020 vision like you, Timothy.
0: I'm wearing contacts. Yeah, well. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Don't throw stones at I'm just, you know, I, yeah, ah, ah, I digress. Yeah. Fucking Armand's goggles out there in the fucking stage. He
1: can't, well, they didn't, maybe they didn't have contacts in 1996.
0: Well, fucking do it backstage then. I mean, just make it to where he just needs a little light in his face. Don't make him look tough. It makes him look I'm smart. Like- he's an intelligent, he's a horseman. <laughs> an intelligent enforcer. All right, fine. Yeah, that's what he enforces. His wisdom. He
1: enforces his wisdom <laughs> upon you. Come on. Yes. Yes, he does. Well, here's uh, here's four guys who do not have any wisdom. I don't think we got the nasty boys taking <laughs> on the, the public enemy fuck. in a uh, double dog collar match. Oh, fuck. I love this. I love it. I loved every second. <laughs> I, I wish like it was just like one chain with all of them chained together. Oh. That would have just created a, a much more of a clusterfuck than it was, but uh I would have
0: enjoyed it. But was this the original double dog collar match? Because I, I I haven't seen it one since I've you know T TR and the Briscoes was the first time I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I e- ECW
1: had it done it before this. Um okay. otherwise that's the only one I'm familiar with. But in WCW, I'm fairly
0: certain this is the first one. I could be okay. wrong, but no, I'm sure. I'm sure that's fair. Yeah, this match was, fuck, dude. The nasty boys were over as fuck too. You want to say what you want to say about Hogan's boys? Bringing Hogan's boys doing another match for God. Yeah, we are the boys. We are the boys. Nasty boys. I'm like, yeah, the going in my fucking armpit. Let's go, baby. Are you, are you going to Pity City? Yeah, I'm gonna I'll fucking shove someone in there, baby. I'll fight with the nasty boys all day. Scissor <laughs>
1: your armpits together. Come on.
0: Oh, now we're talking, daddy. Now yeah, we're talking, yeah. daddy.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I like, I like how they use the uh, the arena though, and they use the uh, the sand, and they use tables. <laughs> and you know, I wanna, I wanna be honest. It, it, it's really sad to say because you know, growing up, a lot of them are gone. My wife goes. I hate to say it, but how many people in this match are still alive? And I said, two of them, Um, unfortunately, two win. But, man, they both went Rocco Rock in 2001, Johnny Grunge in 2006. So I really, they really didn't go too long after that. It's fucking no. wild. I mean, Rocco Rock's out there just throwing his body around. Dude, there's this table spot, dude, in the ring where this table just had no give. The strongest <laughs> table ever. Dude, I was like, oh, my God, this man's poor back, man. Oh, uh, but dude. I, I enjoyed the fuck out of this match. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of like the second match on the show, but more so enjoyable. So two goofy matches that I enjoyed. Yeah. Mm. The, uh, the, the Tenta match and this match. Right. I liked- well, I mean, this
1: match gave us our favorite deal, which is the dual screens. So that yes. makes sure that you can kind of see everything going on. But I mean, you kind of need it because I mean, they're fighting, but there's a, the, the, the Bash at the Beach set has a big lifeguard stand and sand around it and rubber sharks, which get used as weapons and surfboards and trash cans and chairs and tables and all that shit. Uh, like you said, they're fighting in the sands. Rock-a-rock jumps off the lifeguard stand onto somebody who cares. Uh, <laughs> 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 Rock jumps off and Dusty's like, oh, he must have heard somebody drowning. Which is a funny line. <laughs> And then Heenan's like, no, he drowned himself in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of sand fighting on this show.
0: Yeah, they were great. God, Heenan and Bobby were, or Heenan and Dust, they were so good. So I'm good. Sure so, good.
1: so good. So uh, good. You almost forget that it's, it's a dog collar match at some point until like the chains start getting tangled around like the tables and preventing everybody from moving. So, Jerry Sags.
0: Do those, those chains feel very long to you?
1: uh, I don't know. did they feel short to you?
0: I thought or they were little. long yeah i thought I feel like they were long I've, i mean again, I' just really seen the 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 one double or dog collar match mm. have to on the Briscoe. so I'm no double dog collar match expert, but those chains felt very very long well, whenever you're uh,
1: in a dog collar, how long is the chain typically?
0: um I like to keep it about nine feet so they can you know, right. Like um yeah, so maybe they weren't that long.
1: Yeah, I mean, enough room to helicopter, but you know, you still yeah. want a little a little a little tautness. I see, I hear you. I hear for you. For sure. For sure. Um pile drivers on the concrete floor, just casually, kinda off camera. I mean, these guys are just killing each other out there. Um in the spot you brought up. They finally make their way back to the ring and rock tries to do a senton onto a guy through a table, but I think it's sp- knobs moves and rock just crashes onto the table it doesn't break they try like another move i think and it doesn't break but then eventually the nasty boys use the chain to clothesline one of the public enemy guys and that gives the nasty boys the win and then tony shivani with a line right after the three count he's like that was a mess <laughs> that's all he says. like it's not wrong that was a mess yes. it certainly was and then but the public enemy just keeps fighting after the bell and the crowd the crowd is like silent to these guys just throwing the table finally breaks I think somebody just like falls through it on accident but it's kind of a disaster but again it's dumb dumb fun yes. If we have fun that's all that matters I guess right
0: I loved it I, yeah I, I really enjoyed that match which I didn't think I was I was like oh this is gonna be stupid I'm like oh, this is fucking- right cool yeah
1: i mean not every match can be a technical masterpiece so you know it's like a a buffet sometimes you need some uh what's a shitty thing at a buffet um a vegetable a vegetable yeah you need to have green beans on your uh yeah yeah. have you seen brian knob's asshole have i asked you this before no is it out there i can send it to you if you want I'd love to see his asshole. It's not bad. Yeah. It's not a bad asshole. No. Is it
0: hairy? No. Very smooth. Suspiciously oh. smooth. He waxes it. Yeah, it's gaping too. But so. Oh, well, Oh He is a Hogan guy. Like the biggest Hogan guy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. God only knows what was going on. Like he is the Hogan guy. There's him and Bruteye who are like, you know, his. Corn converse. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So those pythons aren't his arms is what you're saying, right?
0: Mm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's got a yeah. whole
1: uh, whole bucket of pythons, but
0: uh, themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So does Dean Malenko, probably as he's defending yeah. the Cruiserweight Championship against Disco Inferno. Just two uh, two polar opposites here. You got the serious all business Dean Malenko and then Disco Inferno with Shake Your Booty. Uh lo- looks like it's taped to, to his ass. Uh
0: you a big disco guy? Fuck no. No. Catch you song. Catch you song. When I was a kid, I would sing the song. How's but, it go? Man. Disco fever. Disco fever. Disco fever. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That is like, very catchy like, you know, Moving and shit. What does he think? He's yeah, like moving, shaking the shoulders and shit. Uh-oh. I can't move like that, you know. But I, I think you can was pretty decent he was pretty decent um but Disco Inferno overall uh no not so much this match though I gotta give uh good old Disco some credit because he came to work Mm. and he worked in this match yeah good back and forth between the two loved how Malenko slapped the shit out of his (laughs) mouth to start the match dude I was just watching this match like fuck dude i wish dean malenko wrestled nowadays because man this guy would just be a world champion like yeah. that guy like he'd be uh, just he's so good just so damn good and the texas club release my favorite f- submission of all time so let to one. watch him slap it on disco and I, I another match that was pretty damn enjoyable and commentary put good old disco over oh, very man. hard which I they was surprised were about, so because I, I wasn't
1: sure like what the dynamic going into this was, like who's a face, who who is who a heel was. But yeah, you you said it commentary was putting over disco. Like he was taking on the world here because he was kicking out like big time moves. Like Dean hit him with a brain buster for a two count and a bunch of other moves where you know, you know, disco kept getting to the ropes when he was in submissions and shit like that. So disco came out looking great, I guess. Um, but his his, his dancing cost him a lot of opportunities because he would hit a big move and then he would like shimmy and chashay and check his hair and shit, which I get. I get, but unfortunately, maybe cost him the match here. Um, but yeah, dude, Dean Malenko, dude, he's just so crisp. Like everything he does. There was one point in the beginning of the match where like he has uh, Disco in the corner and Disco shoves him back. But then Dean like does like a head spring up to his feet and then like locks in an arm. Plug. It's like, dude, it's so good. So good. Um, no that's a lot of this match is just Dean locking and showing off his thousand holds, I guess. But uh, Dean wins with the Tiger bomb into the Cloverleaf, which mm-hmm. is a, a sick combo. Quick tap out. Dean felt like a killer. And yeah, just more, more solidifying of the cruiserweight division on top of
0: Ray and psychosis earlier and it's looking good, looking good. Still early days, but it's looking good so far. Yeah, really enjoyable show so far. A couple of good in-ring matches, a couple of goofy matches. Enjoyed it. Well, time to bring that to a halt, because... (laughs) (laughs) Glad you went with it.
1: (laughs) There's no way anything could ruin my time here. Man, Steve Mongo McMichael, the newest member of the Four Horsemen, taking on the Desperado. Joe Gomez. What's your favorite
0: Joe Gomez match? I Googled him, and all I could find was Eric Bischoff shoots on Joe Gomez. And I was like, okay, if that's what we're doing, that's what we're doing. Um, I got nothing. I then thought he might have been the Renegade. And then I was like, okay, he's not the Renegade. They're teaming (laughs) together, though, at this point, Gomez and the Renegade. Really? So maybe that's why I thought they had some sort of correlation. Okay.
1: Yeah. The the deal was, so Gomez was going to debut on Nitro, teaming with the Renegade against two of the horsemen but the horsemen attacked them backstage so they couldn't. So I guess that's why this match is happening. But boy, howdy. I don't think I've ever cared less about a match in my life than watching (laughs) stupid-ass Mongo and stupid-ass Joe Gomez. Oh, my God. Looking like twins. Looking like, you know, they both had... They could have been partners, yeah. I mean, just it looks like two uncles at a barbecue just fucking around. You know what I mean? So... It's (laughs) It's
0: <laughs> it looks like uh, that looks like you're your like carny match at your local uh, BFW, dude. Right, those are, the, those are the two guys you have there. Was Joe Gomez a football player? He was a big fucking dude, man. Let's throw it in the Google machine and find out because I'm curious about this Joe Gomez fella. He's out there throwing like jumping chops, he's out there throwing one leg drop kicks. I mean, Joe Gomez came to work too. We talked about disco coming to work. This yeah. match was awful, by the way. I'll say it again. <laughs> but Joe Gomez came to work in this match. How many good Mongo McMichael matches can you can you remember? And I'm gonna say that, just put my four up right now. I love that man mm-hmm. very, very much, dude. Um, respect the shit out of him. But how many good Mongo McMichael's matches can you fucking uh can you can you name? No, I mean yeah.
1: Honestly, the match, I can't even say it was like Mechanically, like bad, it was so boring. It's so long. I don't know. It was my had to have been at least 15 minutes,
0: which is way too long. It was probably like seven, but why was (laughs) it? But still, it felt so long. Why was it so long? Why was it on this show? You couldn't have found, but you couldn't have put that Arn Anderson match, couldn't have been like five minutes longer or something. The Flair and Conan, like maybe two, three minutes longer. Why was this match? (laughs) I guess you're how
1: long. Um. When well, no, I was going to say especially like oh. the show with the oh, anticipation yeah. Yeah. of the main event like everybody's here to see who the third man was and this yeah. is just another roadblock in the way to finding out who it was yes. Uh this match was okay was six minutes and 44 seconds no <laughs> shot bro that's
0: yeah, crazy but, yo but when they're boring like that they feel
1: like they were <laughs> 13, 14 minutes, you that's know? so funny. I, I would have bet my bank account that this was at least 10 minutes, but damn, <laughs> good thing I didn't. Um, Yeah, I mean, it was a f- whatever. The match happened. Steve McMichael wins with the tombstone, which I don't know who gave him that move, but definitely wasn't <laughs> the Undertaker, that's for sure. But it needs something to be intimidating, I guess. So it worked. Didn't kill anybody with it, I don't think. Um. Yeah. Fun fact: This is Joe Gomez's only pay-per-view singles
0: match. Which, shocker, right? No shock there. Nope. He was a big dude, though. I can see why you wanted to try to do a little something with Joe. Yeah, Gomez. sure. He's fine. He's just I don't know the desperado. Joe Gomez,
1: fucking mother. Gimmick. Hey, did you notice there was a crab cam during their entrances? There was like a um. <laughs> It was like a camera. It was like in the sand, but it had like the pinchers on the side. So it was, it was looking Bloody. like a, cra- a crab was walking out of the sand. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. that was my main takeaway from that match. Um, was it just that match or was it for every match? It's the only match that I noticed it in, but I could have okay. just missed it. It's very possible. Okay. Um, Which is fair. Well, we go from that to a title match. We got the United States... Heavyweight championship on the line, you got the champion Conan defending against Ric Flair, of course, flanked by Miss Elizabeth and woman got his whole posse out there. And um, so we talked about Conan a little bit earlier. He's been champion for a long time since we started reviewing these shows. And he's hasn't had a lot of great matches. He had a pretty solid one with Eddie Guerrero a few months ago. But otherwise, it's been a lot of. One man gang and El Gato and a bunch of other bullshit. Now, all of a sudden, he's facing Ric Flair for the title. So huge upgrade for Conan here. And I thought this was a pretty damn solid match. I mean, Conan, he looked Conan looked great. I mean, he's like stronger than Flair, faster than him. He has more submissions. He has the high flying stuff. But Flair has to use his cunning and uh, the, the ladies ringside to overcome this but
0: i don't know it was it was kind of clunky at some points but another match i i enjoyed what do you think about this one loved it man conan came to work dude he got to put on a match with rick mm. flair they always they've been talking conan as a huge mexican superstar at this point yeah. so him getting to be in the ring with rick flair is awesome it was a two-on-one match the whole time it was woman and rick flair against conan the whole match yeah so conan didn't really have a chance he did get his offense in though had the nice comeback at the end when of course woman got involved and cost him. Which would you expect anything else from the dirtiest player in the game? Yeah. The nature boy winning the United States title feels a little <laughs> random, but uh hey, we'll see where it goes from there. I thought I, I thought it was enjoyable and it made Conan look really good. Yes, yeah. I mean, he's he's a beast, first of all. Like, you don't really think of Conan as
1: like a huge guy, but you see him next to Flair, who is also a pretty big guy. He's just like a gorilla out there. Plus <laughs> him, he's still like kind of lucha, so he's kind of still flying around a little bit with like missile drop kicks and stuff like that. So he looked great like you said. Um but yeah, Woman's just I mean, there's one point just in the middle of the match. Woman just walks in the ring and kicks him right in the dick. Oh. With those heels God. on. Ooh, I would have came. Um Conan goes to the top rope, Woman shakes him off. Uh, but towards the end, uh, Flair has the ref distracted woman gets on the apron, takes her heel off, stabs Cohen in in the face with it. And, uh, Flair gets the win with his feet on the top rope, which is funny. Uh, and Liz is distracting out there as well. But yeah, it was just, uh, a whole, whole cavalry against the, uh, the cone, the cone man, the cone zone. So <laughs> But it was fine. I don't know when Conan becomes, uh, you know, the, uh, what was his nickname? Not the Cholo. He had a
0: name, didn't he? K-Dog? K-Dog. I guess K-Dog. The, well, he the He's going to join the Dungeon of Doom not so long from now, right? Yeah, I know. I know at some point he does. I have no recollection of this, but. Uh, but why is I, they, why are they still a fight? That's what I was thinking about. I was thinking about this match and Conan, yeah. and I was thinking, like, He joins the Dungeon of Doom, and why the fuck is the Dungeon of Doom still a thing after this? Why didn't they just kill that thing? Fucking waste. I
1: think it's a thing for a long time, for like at least a year after this. We still got Humorous coming, and Humorous was a big part of it. I think Humorous is around somewhere. Is he? I think he's he's in the picture. I don't think he was on this show. Oh, in the dungeon right now. I'm pretty sure he is. Okay. Hey, and uh, there's some other characters: Humorous and uh, Ming. I believe is a part of that. It's the barbarian the the fear.
0: Yeah, I Fishes love the, the face of fear. The
1: fear. That's a oh, good ship, man. man. Talk to me, love daddy. Big old nice. meat. Oh, yeah. Like Roll away.
0: Baby. Oh,
1: love yeah. it when you do that with your hand. Um, <laughs> I hope my wife's not listening.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> it's a hard one to explain. But mean jeans backstage. Eavesdropping. Into the locker room of the outsiders, he says he hears a third voice that sounds familiar. He can't put his finger on it; it's a bit muffled. I feel like if there's any voice you can pinpoint, it'd be Hulk Hogan, the guy that's been yelling into your ear for a decade. But (laughs)
0: let me tell you something, Mean Gene.
1: (laughs) But (laughs) I don't know. Mean Gene's on the case, but he's not able to uh, solve the mystery for us here. But. Speaking of mystery, we got a mysterious duo here. Kevin Sullivan, your boy and the Giant, the world heavyweight champion taking on the four horsemen represented by Arn Anderson and Chris Benoit. So I guess, you know, the, the main event, like maybe you don't want the world title to be overshadowed by the main event, but I don't know, maybe have a giant versus Benoit match for the title. I don't know. Would that be crazy? <laughs> I guess maybe we're saving that for Nitro, although I guess the the dungeon won, so I guess that's not happening, but maybe it is. I
0: don't know. Um, Why not just go Giant and Flare and go double fucking main event or some shit? Like, make it man, big. I don't know. I, I get what you're saying. Though.
1: That'd be or- Gomez, maybe, versus the Giant? Ew. Come on. Joe
0: Gomez when it came to work in that match. So World champion, the Desperado. <laughs> I can see it. I- it could have at least boosted him to the TV title or something. That could have been cool. Yeah, we would have not had Monday Night Wars if that happened. That would have uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> been the cyanide for this company. But there's uh, a lot of lot of shenanigans here. So the uh, the dungeon they make their entrance first. But Mon goes out there with a Pearl Harbor job. He has his his briefcase, not the money in the pink briefcase, but the the big sack of money he got to join the. Horseman, and he hits the giant in the back with it, and then the giant chases Mongo to the back. So now it's just Benoit and Arn versus Kevin Sullivan, but then the giant comes back, but there's no real fanfare behind. I don't know. It was kind of a silly match. Again, there's been a lot of that on that show, but I don't know. What would you
0: make of this tomfoolery? My first confusion was, why the fuck were the Dungeon of Doom the faces in the storyline? Why were they trying to push... Kevin Sullivan is this face character in Sarasota, Florida is his hometown. I thought he was from Boston, so I was confused about the whole thing. <laughs> the Horsemen said that they're going to get Kevin Sullivan alone and they're going to beat him down. The Giant won't be able to get involved. That was the whole match. They beat Kevin Sullivan down two on one. And Tony Schiavone goes, the place is going to go crazy when the Giant gets the hot tag. Uh, the place didn't go very crazy. They didn't care very much. Giant gets a win. I don't know. Ninety seconds later, only thing that I kept thinking about was: isn't Chris? Wasn't it Chris Benoit versus The Big Show when Benoit won his Royal Rumble? And he, yes, and I thought of that him. as well. Yeah, yeah. So that was what I was thinking about. I was like, hmm, he's still wrestle in the future. Yeah, you know, um, be a pretty big fucking stage. And uh, I mean, the match was whatever. It was yeah, just, just whatever. Well, it was like because like you, you
1: said, it like the Giant comes back eventually. Like, it's like kind of off camera. Like, they don't make a big deal out of it. He gets into the match. He like slams Benoit one time, gets on the apron, but then the horseman just regain control. So it's like the giant didn't even make an impact when he came back. So he felt very secondary in this match, even though he got the win ultimately. But yeah, just weird. And the dungeon being faces, yeah, is strange, I guess. Although, I guess if maybe the long game is for Hogan to take the title, maybe they're trying to establish giant as. Babyface face going into that. I don't know. Maybe I'm giving
0: them too much credit, but no, you know what? You're right. Cause then you got road wild coming up and Hogan's going to take the belt from him. And uh, there you we know. go. So you might be correct, sir.
1: Maybe, maybe perhaps. And then man task, Kevin Sullivan, like, you don't like he's in a lot of matches. He doesn't do a lot. There's a lot of punching and kicking from old Kevin Sullivan, but man, he tried to do a back suplex in this match. And it made me want to rip my penis off and put it in my mouth. It was ah. so bad, dude. It was just the worst back suplex I've ever seen in my life. Um, <laughs> well, a lot of that. But yet the giant wins with a choke slam to Arn Anderson and Benoit and Kevin Sullivan go and fight in the sand. Yes. So that happens. They they fight back to the ring, and then woman comes out, who I believe at this point is with Kevin Sullivan maybe? I don't know.
0: It's a blurry blurry uh... I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know if she had crossed that real life barrier yet. I don't know. I would like to know why either one of those fucking guys was able to land that beautiful woman. Of all the wrestlers in the land. Of all of them. Kevin Sullivan and Chris Benoit. Dude, she was fucking Prime time, fine. Uh, like she I mean, could have done way better. Fucking, she a man, had she could have been man big... before this. I mean, oh my god, Jeez, We she could have been with like Big Sexy or something. You know, Big Sexy. He's a big, beautiful. Man. I'm sure.
1: I'm sure Big sex had a had a run had a had a run in at some point. You know. Yeah, I'm sure he had a run in with a lot of them. Gave her a jackknife. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> with his penis. With his penis, everybody. Um but boy howdy. No better way. <laughs> Speaking of Kevin Nash's big old penis, he's in this next match. Segway. Six man tag, theoretically. We got the outsiders, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, taking on the team of Lex Luger, Randy Savage, and Sting. Who's the third man, Tim? Who's that lady? Who's that third man? Did you have I- any guesses at the time? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I thought it was going to be the one, two, three kid. Ooh, <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, well, what do you think? You weren't that far off. I mean, he would come I'm eventually, just, right? I'm just kidding. No, no, I had, I had no, I had no guesses at the time. I don't, I wasn't like, I didn't get the backstage when I was a kid. I was actually a fan. Like, I actually like, and you'll hear my, you'll hear my, you'll hear my story. So I, I didn't. Uh, no, I had, I had absolutely no idea. I, I was fucking clueless who it would be. Yeah, I mean. It's hard. I mean, in
1: hindsight, I can't really put myself back in that position. I mean, I know people thought it was Mabel at some point, which would have been funny. <laughs> oh. Or um, Eric Bischoff has has said on his podcast that
0: another option they considered was Sting as the third man, which could have been his, something. His mannerisms expressed that it could have been him, too, walking down to the ring. Mm. Um, he, looked, he didn't look as fan oriented as he usually is, like engaged with the fans. It was just a couple... Quick wax of of each hand where where Luger was with the fans and Savage was with the fans and maybe it's because they were so Sting couldn't but the Sting that I know is all up in the fans fucking yeah. hitting hands and shit. them so, yeah that's that's my stinger yeah so I was like mm. so that watching it I was like okay and then Sting took out Lex Luger so that also kind of tells that could have been Sting's right. story.
1: So that establishes that it could be Sting or Luger. Maybe Luger's playing possum. Maybe Sting is sabotaging their team. Macho man, he's on cocaine. He, you don't know what he's thinking. So really, I mean, you're looking at those three. It's like, oh, it could be any of those guys, or it could be Mabel or One Two Three Kid or Aldo Montoya. You know, it could be anybody. Um, but the, it was it was not any of those gentlemen. But the match itself. You know, we, the, they, we see like the highlights of the leg drop and all that stuff and the promo all the time. I didn't really know much about the actual match. I, I there wasn't much to it. I guess it was a little clunky, like Big Diesel and Razor and hadn't, hadn't wrestled in a while. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. But um, it, the, the energy about this match, though, I mean, everybody was like anticipating, like finding out who this third guy was. So I think the the energy alone kind of carried
0: this match. But I don't know. Did you have any thoughts on the the bell to bell stuff, I guess? The bell-to-bell stuff, I, too, thought the same thing when I was watching it. I was like, I don't actually remember this match itself. <laughs> yeah. So when Luger got taken out, I was like, oh, shit. Uh, oh, shit. It's actually just a two-on-two match. Okay. Yeah. And then Sting kind of got all fucked up and wasn't around for a little bit. And Savage was doing what Savage does. Just working, 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 working. That's all he does is work. Yeah. Come on. And, uh, I like the double team stuff from the Outsiders. They always did. I always liked how they would put the, uh, the fucking. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on the most common move in wrestling back in the day. But uh, Power you grab marks. the arm. You fucking lock him in. You oh, grab abdominal the, stretch. A fucking abdominal Bro. stretch, dude. Uh,
1: fuck. Who's like Wilbur Snyder? The, the uh, guy who invented it. It's a oh, fun fact. But we all know. Dink. We all know that.
0: Not only do you know the move, but you know who invented it. I'm but a
1: yeah, the huge Wilbur Snyder. Yeah. And the yeah the, the double team
0: grabbing the wrist is my favorite move in wrestling. Yes. Yeah. And I like the, uh, you know, the tags without actually tagging. So I like how they were establishing yeah. themselves as the heels. It was okay. It was just, it was okay. It was WCW. At it time was a means myself. to an end, I guess. Yeah. You know, it's just not. get to the, just get, they could have put on a five-star match. And I honestly been like, <laughs> it was fine. Just get to the fucking reveal already, you know? Been edging all
1: night having to hold my blue balls during Joe Gomez matches to to, to blow my load during this one. And I think those damn outsiders are preventing it from happening. Like you said, Lex Luger gets stretchered out at some point. Uh, Sting gets beat down. It's two on one against him for a while. Then the, the build to the Macho Man hot tag was actually pretty sick they, when they finally tagged him in. Macho clears house. I don't think Sting like ever recovers after he tags him in. He doesn't. Uh, Macho clears house. Nash hits him with a low blow. Everybody's down. And then here is Mister Nanny out here to save the day or whatever the hell he's been filmed. He hasn't been on TV since April, and this is May, so that's I guess it's only been like a month. Um, Mm -hmm. But Hogan's back. He's black, almost got that tan brother. hogan comes out and he's he's charging the ring red and yellow you all that stuff but who is he here to help whose side is he on you you didn't you didn't like bobby heenan there god what a line dude what a great line oh you did like it i loved it bobby heenan has
0: hated hulk hogan forever yeah yeah commentary bobby heenan has said hulk hogan is a snake for the last like i don't know my whole life so bobby heenan still saying but whose side is you know whatever the fucking line is whose side is he on anyways or who's he here to help oh my god is an adult The i appreciate Um, that maybe more than any of it you
1: you don't think that numbed the effect when hogan eventually turned
0: no because i don't think people realized it I like. I think people were just yeah. in the moment and probably didn't think about it. Nobody Again, probably because, heard it because everybody's like, "Yeah, oh, no they're teacher, probably just yeah. Like, what, yeah, like what the fuck is Hulk Hogan doing here?'" Like, you know, I try to think of it as like when I was a kid, compared to now. Like when I was a kid, I didn't watch the actual pay per view live. I was in uh, the Wisconsin Dells. I remember we had a family vacation, and I had just got back from doing something, and I put nitro on, oh. and the first thing I see is you know the fucking hogan turn and I just like melted down like sort of like punching the pillow and shit started <laughs> crying I sort of fucking God like I was fucking like had a meltdown my dad's just like the fuck is wrong with you and I had already been a little bad on this trip so like he was probably a little already peed with me but man I right. I got I got got that night and uh, I wasn't allowed out and uh, yeah I definitely faced the the wrath of the girl father that <laughs> night. <laughs> um, all over Hulk Hogan's heel turn because I just couldn't comprehend it like it's wrestling and I'm just like fucking I freaked out I fucking melted down like I melted down over this heel turn so um, as a kid I, I had no idea it was going to be him and mm-hmm. god man as an adult I probably would have that's was it was just so much different when you were a kid, man. Just, Dude, yeah. It was, it was I mean, just I'm so sure much. you weren't the only one, I'm sure, that was melting
1: down about this. And I I made like a point to like watch the crowd as this was happening to see everybody's reaction. It was like there there were some cheers, some like kind of shocked faces, but everybody was into it. So I mean, I can't I can't imagine. I don't think anything in my lifetime has been this maybe stone cold at WrestleMania seventeen is probably the closest, like to this kind of heel turn that I've seen. But I mean, the dude has been a babyface among babyfaces his entire career. He got Hall and Nash in there who just, I mean, they've only been there for a month. They were just on WWF. It's like just a whirlwind of shit. Sting has black hair. I mean, there's sand. There's crab cams. There's just so much going on. And uh, so Hogan comes in. Everybody knows he drops the leg on Macho Man. Three of them. And then makes a pin. He, they should can the ref a long time before that. And Hogan makes the pin. Scott Hall makes the counts as if it counts. And to Tony Schiavone is like, "Yeah, we're not even gonna dignify that." Commentary still like, <laughs> by the way, like fuck these guys. Like they they put this moment over really well. Um, I mean, dude, the heat that even like watching in 2023, like watching the trash getting thrown. They cut this part off of Peacock, but apparently a, a fan stormed the ring. And Nash had to punch him in the face. <laughs> you can find it on YouTube. It's hilarious. Um, that, that this heat doesn't exist anymore, man. It's just uh, Hogan cuts his promo. What do you think of Hogan's promo
0: after? I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was great, man. Um, you just don't. You just didn't see Hulk Hogan like that. I, the new world organization of wrestling. I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, But no, I thought, I thought it was awesome, dude. And I like how he said, I, you know, I was over there. Who knows over there better than, than me. I fucking outgrew that. I think he was still trying to insinuate though, that he was over there still, but he was bigger than the wrestling business. Cause uh-huh. he was like, Ted Turner can fuck himself. Uh, he promised me all this shit. He can get fucked. I, I liked it. He was it was rambling, rambling. Is that what he said? I must have missed that part. Yeah, Ted you know, Turner can get fucked, brother. In, you know, in, in certain words, he said Ted Turner can get Suck fucked. Suck my cop Ted. <laughs> yeah, must go, with, go join knobs in the fucking other room, <laughs> Turner. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, he, has, he had like a
1: different voice, which I thought was kind of cool, I guess, you know, he's a new character, a new, a new man, so to speak. So he had more a little more gravel to his voice. But um, yeah, but he's basically saying that he outgrew the WWF and then he only came to WCW for the money for the movies and says that. uh Well, now he pretty much says that he's bored. And <laughs> that's like why he's doing all this, because ah, I want something to do. I don't know, but. In reality, the whole thing with the red and yellow shit had just gotten so stale. Like, just watching through it in real time is brutal with the fucking doomsday cage shit and the the, the, the monster trucks and all this stuff. It's just ain't hitting. But uh, hindsight 2020, one of the,
0: the best moves in history for to turn them heel. So, oh, yeah. Best uh, story in wrestling history. I mean, there will never be another like it.
1: Tony Tony Schiavone his his go home line is Hulk Hulkamania is dead. Go to hell, which is just so good just from top to bottom. The commentary has been killing it. um But yeah, the ring is just littered in trash. The balls on mean gene to get in there in this hostile environment to try to even get words from Hogan is incredible. But I thought it was great. I mean, it's a moment that I've seen highlights of, but to like watch from the start to the finish, it was just great shit man great shit um but yeah man that brings bash at the beach 96 to a close any other any other thoughts on this lovely
0: lovely show yeah i appreciate uh getting to watch it because it was far more far better than uncensored 1996 yeah. which i think i did with you uh yes. so yeah a, a much better show six months later four months later fuck okay at times
1: a circle man it's not real but uh Yeah, I was a fan of this show. Some may say a fanatic, but speaking of which, thanks, Tim, for uh, once again checking out some WCW coming on and talking about it. Where can everybody find your beautiful mug and listen to you speak
0: and kiss and tickle? Oh, man, you can come kiss and tickle me anytime you want, (laughs) baby. Oh, you're so beautiful. Thank you you so much for the invite. Um, really appreciate it, dude. Anytime you got any old-school nostalgic WCW stuff that you want to try to ruin my childhood with, I am down to come on. This one just happened to be fantastic, so I really appreciate you making my day better by getting to watch that show and getting to talk about that show. But you can find me on the Fanatics Network on YouTube, Twitter, and on the website if you like sports, wrestling, entertainment, fantasy, football, everything we do, the thefanent.com. Check it out.
1: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hey, can you uh can you take us out with some Disco Inferno?
0: Disco Fever, Disco Fever, Disco Fever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Disco Fever, Disco Fever, Disco Fever.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I was gonna see how long you would do it once again, thank you to Tim from the Tim King show and the fanatics network for once again, joining me on this lovely, lovely ride down memory lane about WCW. What an event lots going on. Hey, let's talk about it by hitting that jingle. WCW, EZW, WWF, who's the hardest promotion? Eric or Vince or Polly. I think we can agree, though it's mostly shit. All righty then, the hardest promotion, Battle of 1996. If you're a first-time listener slash watcher, basically what we do is we compare, at this point in time, July 7th, 1996, we compare WCW to WWF and ECW we compare them overall, we compare their pay-per-view qualities, we compare their in-ring, their out-of-ring, their rosters, the characters, the storylines. We get into all of this individually, and all of this equates to points, and whoever has the most points at the end of 1996 will be the winner in the hardest promotion of 1996. As of right now, WWF and ECW are tied For the lead with 10 points, WCW pulling up the rear with two. But there can be uh, major swings uh, given, you know, just a few things changing here and there. We'll see if anything changes. But the first thing we got to do is grade this show. So this is from a scale of S to F. S being one of the best shows of all time to F being the the drizzling shits. So where does Bash at the Beach 1996 lie? So I'll tell you this. Maybe the best WCW show that I've watched so far, I would say. And as of right now, I mean, we're looking at looking at the grades of previous WCW shows. We see a couple C's. There's some F's. C's and F's, I think, is all WCW's gotten so far. I, I, It's definitely at least a C. Now, I hear what a lot of you guys are saying. I mean, Bash at the Beach, in hindsight, maybe it's probably one of the most significant pay-per-views that has ever occurred in wrestling. So you could argue an S or an A just based off of that. However, we do not take into account hindsight during this thing. We are in the in a moment of time in real time grading these shows without the context of what happens afterwards. So with that being said, Bash at the Beach, because top to bottom, I mean, you had the you had Ray versus Psychosis. You got the dog collar match was fun. You obviously the main event and everything that happened there. You have uh, Conan and Flair was pretty good. Uh, the quarters on a pole match was entertaining, good or bad. It was entertaining. So I'm thinking B, you know, because Great American Bash, Slamboree, those got Cs, and I think this is definitely a tier above. So I'm going to throw a B at Bash at the Beach, 1996. So we go over to the next tab and see which company has the highest average grade. Still at this point, WWF with about a B, whereas WCW is slightly above ECW and, and about the C-plus range. But WWF is still uh, the best performing pay-per-views on average. So we bring us back to the scoreboard. By the way, on YouTube, I will be sharing my screen here if you want to walk through it visually. But again, in audio land, I'll talk you through it. Um, so best overall average pay-per-view grade currently WWF still remains the best as of right now. So they keep those six points. Best pay-per-view WWF WrestleMania 12 currently holds this. I believe it's the only a graded pay-per-view. So they maintain that with two points. Worst pay-per-view WCW Super Brawl WCW still holds on to that. For negative one point in ring. So just best overall in ring. We're taking into account the pay-per-views, the TV, and all that stuff. Right now we're tracking ECW as the best. Um, I would say it probably stands. The cruiserweight division in WCW is heating up for sure. Everything else is kind of uh idling in terms of quality. Um, I mean, we're talking just bell to bell stuff, right? And we're not taking into account the storyline stuff or whatever. Bell to bell. I think ECW on average. Oh, well, I'll tell you this. Uh Full transparency. I've already watched the, the ECW heat wave show that's after this. And we might see some, <laughs> we might see some changes, but right now we're just, we're just going to keep it at ECW for now. So they get, they keep those four points. Best match we are tracking Shawn Michaels versus Diesel at In Your House 7 as the best. Did anything on this Bash at the Beach change that? So I would say probably best match of the night is Ray versus Psychosis. Right? I would think so. Because the main event, I mean, it's not the match that was good. It was, you know. Um. So is Shawn versus Diesel better than Ray versus Psychosis? Honestly, man, I would say so. I think Shawn and Diesel still takes this um, because it's they're different matches, right? I think Shawn and Diesel, just the emotion that was involved on top of the, the quality in-ring stuff, the, the announced table spots, the Mad Dog, <laughs> the Shawn legs spot, like all the chairs and stuff. It was a street fight. Felt like a street fight. You felt the animosity. I still, I just love that match. And I don't think Ray and Psychosis, while very impressive, I don't know if it tops that. So I'm going to keep Sean and Diesel here. So WWF keeps those two points. Worst match. Ultimate Warrior versus Goldust at In Your House 7. Is that worse than Steve McMichael versus Joe Gomez? Yeah, because when we talked about it, Gomez and McMichael, it was super boring and so stupid that it even existed. But mechanically, it wasn't terrible. And ultimately, it was like, what, six or seven minutes, whereas Ultimate Warrior versus Gold Dust was just an abomination on all fronts. So I think that keeps. Yeah, we're going to keep that with WWF for negative one point. Roster star power. WCW currently holds this. So we're talking, you know, the star power of the roster as well as the, the ability. I mean, this show, I mean, I think it only enhanced that for WCW. So I see no reason to take that from them here. So they keep those four points wrestler of the year. Currently tracking Sean Michaels. Um, Who on this show could overtake them. You, you, like, you can go, like, macho man, sting. Maybe Hogan eventually, purely off of the shenanigans. Maybe Ray, if he keeps up this body of work. Because, I mean, his match with Dean, his match with psychosis, all the stuff he's doing on Nitro as well. Ray might possibly overtake him. Or even, like, Dean Malenko, perhaps. Um, Ric Flair even is in the running, I would say. But as of right now, I think Sean kind of with his matches with bulldog and Brett and diesel. I think Sean's body of work as of this moment is still the top. So Sean keeps that at two points for WWF. Worst wrestler of the year, ultimate warrior. Yeah, I mean, maybe Mongo eventually, maybe Sullivan might actually. Ooh, do we put Kevin Sullivan back there? Because he, I did have Kevin Sullivan in this. But Ultimate Warrior just kept having stinker after stinker. And I took Kevin Sullivan off because I was like, okay, he's kind of fading into the back. He's more of a manager, but he just had this awful performance on this show. Oh, do I go warrior or do I go Sullivan? and warriors? He's, he's left the WWF at this point. So he's, he's gotten nothing else to contribute even in a negative way. I'm gonna keep warrior there for now. I'm going to keep ultimate warrior there for now, but we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. So WWF keeps that negative one point. Out of ring, so now we're talking gimmicks, characters, promos, storylines. Best overall, we're tracking ECW. Who? Okay, okay. So both the best overall and the best character belongs to ECW at this point. We're tracking Taz is the best character, and overall ECW just the best out of ring stuff. The NWO. Just got formed on this show. So I don't know if we can for sure put this at the best yet. (laughs) But what else do we got going on? We got the four horsemen stuff, which is kind of disjointed. Tenta and Bubba. You got DDP and Duggan. Not a lot of strong stories from WCW outside of, of course. But the main thing is. Which is just kind of kicking off. So I don't think we could put WCW at the top yet, but I'm sure they will overtake it at some point. So we're going to keep ECW as the best overall because they got so much stuff happening with the TV title and Raven and Sandman. You got uh, Raven and Dreamer also. You got the Eliminators and the Gangsters. You got a lot of good stuff happening in ECW plus the Dudley stuff, the FBI stuff. It's just very top to bottom. Just very good. Um. So ECW keeps those four points. Taz as the best character storyline. Again, we'll keep him here for now, but that will likely change in the future. Worst character storyline, Dungeon of Doom. Look, I kept Kevin Sullivan out of the worst wrestler of the year, but I think the faction as a whole is still the shittiest. I mean, t- Mongo... Joe Gomez. Jim Duggan even. I mean, it's all WCW, so It doesn't really matter. But we're going to keep Dungeon of Doom there for negative one point. So that being said, I don't think we've seen any changes this week. So WWF and ECW still tied for the lead at 10 with WCW at two points. But now that the NWO has kicked off, we might see some flux here coming up shortly but not quite yet. So that's where we stand. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Leave a comment. Uh, Yeah, leave a comment. Send a tout. Do whatever you would like. I'm always open for, uh, for suggestions. I'm always open for a debate. So hit me up if you do wish. But I think that's about all Daddy has for you today. Thank you guys so much for listening. It's been a fun ride today. Bass at the Beach 1996 Legendary Show. Glad you could be here to join me. And hey, also, by the way. I'm hard.
0: Yeah. Talk around and disregard it. Shoot you heart, the show you were hardest. Standing strong and proud of
1: I knockers. Let's get started. It's the hardest. Talk around and disregard it. Shoot you heart, the show you were hardest. Standing strong
0: and proud.